You're here with me, Emma. And me, Gabby. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Yee. <laughs> Remember when we didn't do yee yee yet? That was shocking. And then one day, one of us said it, and then that was it. Can you imagine what, like, a world without yee yee? Like, I genuinely can't. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but we do this thing where, I don't know, I think mostly I just do it. Yeah, Emma does it. <laughs> Every time I walk into the house, I say, yee And if I don't hear one back, I assume Gabby's not home. And anytime mm-hmm. I hear the front door open and I can't see the front door, I'll say, yee And if she doesn't <laughs> say it back, I'm like, if you don't say it back, it's a serial killer, not yeah. you. Yeah, it's true. And like, okay, for me, it's a pretty good gauge on like how you're feeling. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't yee and then I know that something's wrong. Or sometimes, like, uh, sometimes I do it, and I'll do it as, like, a tester if you're in your room. Yeah. And I don't know, like, We're literally should I approach birds. the room or something? <laughs> so then I'll, like, throw out a yeet. And uh, I had just had a voice crack during that yeah. one. Um, just to see, like, what your yeet coming back <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> this is funny because we've never actually talked about this, guys. Yeah. But there is a code. Like, we are there birds. There is a we code, yeah. It's how we figure out where the other one is. Like, echolocation. Yeah. Literally. I guess, like, animals, we could just use words. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Where are you? What room are you yeah. in? Can I come into your bedroom? Instead, it's <laughs> 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 Sometimes it's a crying it's like, Or just no reply. <laughs> cancer like, season we're done <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. yeah okay well, well that was a strong start that really loosened me up yeah me too you know I just had this like thought as you were saying like hey welcome back whatever yeah and even just not doing the one one week no podcast it feels weird I right? was like oh my god we yeah. haven't been here in so long it's so fun yay so exciting podcast podcast okay yeah so so what's the tea (laughs) should i start yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay guys so you're in for a really big treat if you're listening to this episode (laughs) because you're about to get some insider information on my personal life that the rest of social media doesn't have access to that's true so um the reason why we didn't do an episode last week is because i was dealing with some personal life things mm-hmm. and gabby and i literally sat down at a table and we were trying to plan different episodes and she was like okay like what if we don't do something deep we could do a filler episode whatever and then all the episodes made me cry um because <laughs> i just wanted to talk about this but also i wasn't out yet to a lot of people so Boom. Spoiler alert. (laughs) I am gay. (laughs) That's so weird. Well, she got to the chase now, didn't she? (laughs) So, yeah. Last week, I feel like I had already come out to Gabby and my mom and I think maybe our friends at that point. But there was still like a handful of people that I feel like my extended group didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, hey, like, I'm not ready. I'm sad. Yeah, well, you know, it's a bit of a challenge, as you, our listeners, might imagine. Like, we obviously want to be open with you guys. Yeah. And 
uh that's like the whole point of the show is to be authentic yeah and i feel like yeah but sometimes like we're not ready for that right yeah like like when you were going through we compared a lot of it to when gabby went through her like really big breakup of like three years Mm -hmm. and how at first she was basically just like guys like just so you know i think for like maybe two or three episodes i didn't even say anything that's true you didn't say anything for a while um, actually, fun fact, we recorded an episode, like, the day you <laughs> the guys day, broke up. Yeah, I definitely didn't say and something about that And I think it one. was, like, crying in the morning, we had our guest on, yeah. and then, like, sat after I was again. like, I must be numb now. <laughs> but it was crazy, because it was an episode completely unrelated. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, so I think what we've kind of learned from that, and we've learned from having our whole lives on the internet for a few years mm-hmm. now, is just, it's usually easier to talk about things when you're not in it anymore. Yeah. And so, yeah. that's why I feel like... Now I'm kind of on the other end of it. I'm not out of it, so I don't want to do a whole episode about. Yeah, well, it's been what like three or four weeks that like I've like it's been like kind of being talked about like, talked in about. our house. Obviously, it's been a longer yeah experience for you. Yeah, and so I feel like um, yeah, when I was like telling my like close friend groups, I was like, I consider the podcast one of my close friend groups yeah. that I want to like tell. Yeah. We're not gonna like advertise it online, but. If you're yeah. here, you care about us. I hope so. Yeah. So but that yeah. can kind of like inform people about where you're at right now. Yeah. And perhaps at a later point in time, once there's more to share, yes. you might do like a, a full length episode. Yeah. Eh, sometime. Yeah. Um, for some quick Q&As so that you guys aren't like, <laughs> what do you mean? What's <laughs> happening? I know it is kind of like maybe yeah a surprise to a lot of people because we talk so much about dating dating and like I've notoriously not only on the podcast but in my like friend groups and in my life been known as like the friend that like dates tons of guys yeah and it's like always has like You're I'm always going with the crazy dating experiences and yeah like, it's like funny um <laughs> yeah and so I was literally just re-listening to some of our previous episodes about dating and stuff the other day and I was like oh my god I should have known but just to confirm with everyone, so we're all on the same page. Um, at first, I thought maybe I was bi, and I've kind of, for some brief context, I've always thought I was bi since I was a kid. Mm. Um, I've always liked ladies, but it was one of those things where I literally saw TikTok about this the other day, and I like died. I was like, wait, why is everyone relating to this? But where you consciously, as a kid, are like, there was multiple times in my childhood where I was like, oh yeah, like I definitely would like date a girl. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, mm, that's a problem for another day. And would just like forget about it for like years. Oh my God. And then randomly another day I'd be like, no, like I think I might be gay. And then I'd be like, mm, problem for another day. And so I just kept pushing it off. And oh I think that has gosh. to do with this episode. So I'm yeah. kind of interested, but yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I thought I was like kind of bi my whole life, but I never considered that I could be gay. And then when I originally came out to you, mm-hmm. maybe like a month ago, maybe just under a month ago, I was like, yo, like I'm bi, like, and I'm single. And I kind of felt like, oh, you know what? I'm young. Like if I'm going to experiment, which is weird that in my head I was framing it as experimenting because I was like a hundred percent sure it was mm-hmm. no experimenting, but mm-hmm. it just felt like a soft, like a, a safe soft launch. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like a safe a thing to launch. say, like, oh, Beta. every girl experiments in college. <laughs> And so that's kind of how I came out. And then within like three days, um, I was like going to come out to my mom and whatever. I had a thing planned. Yeah. And then one night I just like called her and I was like, yo, I am not bi. I was going to come out to you as bi, but I am like full gay. I do not want to date men. Mm -hmm. And um, if anyone's more interested in this or they're feeling a little bit confused too, 
The thing that really pushed me over the edge was the lesbian master doc. It's like mm. a 30 page document written by a bunch of like Tumblr bloggers. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But that shit, like it really fucks with you. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I don't like men. Um, but anyways, yeah. So let that be known that that's going to be informing what I say going forward. Yeah. 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 Things have been crazy, guys. Pretty crazy. There's been a lot of emotions have been running high in the household. <laughs> well, but they're like you know, all good for the most part. Yeah. Okay. So maybe at least since you already kind of talked about like when you told me and whatnot. Yeah. At first I was like, what? Like this yeah. is coming out of left field. And I like texted you. We were like, I know. in our rooms. It was like midnight. Yeah. I was like, are you awake? <laughs> I was Gay like bitch. texting her about what I was going to order online. I was like, I think I'm going to order this thing. Yeah, and you, you like, were like, you texted me okay, clearly. but also. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it was really stressful. you were like, it's. I just don't want it even to like be a thing. I was like, it's totally not a thing. And then the <laughs> next like, day I was like, is it okay if we talk about this? Because <laughs> it's definitely a thing. It was a thing. I yeah. was just so scared. Yeah. But no, at first I was like, oh, like, that's so interesting. Because I guess, like like you said, your identity has kind of been branded as like the date girl. Yeah. And so it just never occurred to me that like that was something you were doing. I don't know, because you weren't actually interested. Like, yeah. there was, like, other I kind just, of background. I like, didn't want to date men. <laughs> yeah. And then as I was, like, thinking about it, and just, like, all of the kind of, like, experiences you've been through and stories that you tell, I was yeah. like, you know, this actually does make <laughs> quite a bit of yeah. sense. And, uh, A couple yeah. people have said that to me now, actually. Like, I've come out, like, to some friend groups and just, like, group chats, but then some people I've, like, FaceTimed and told. Mm-hmm. And a couple of my high school friends now have been, like, ah it all makes sense now and I'm like what do you mean they're like you never wanted to kiss anyone you never wanted your first kiss you never wanted a boyfriend you just mm-hmm. did stuff because other people were doing it and I was like oh mm-hmm. I see. yeah <laughs> oh my yeah. god and if you guys listen to our uh, first times or maybe our sex horror stories episode I think yeah. I touched on it both times yeah but like I just never wanted to have sex <laughs> okay well okay here's something else um <laughs> that I haven't even told you yet but it's not like scandalous <laughs> don't worry um Oh, it's that, like, well, I was just talking about this with my boyfriend because he was kind of, I don't know what we were talking about, but, like, sex and, like, how you talk, if you talk about it with your friends and, like, yeah. whatnot, because I guess everyone has, like, different dynamics, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah you know, like, Emma and I don't really ever talk about sex, like, whatever. It's just, we have, like, we've said it on the podcast, we're like, oh, that's, like, our off-limits area. Because, like, you don't want to know what's happening yeah. behind closed doors when you can, like, low-key hear. You're like, I don't yeah. want to know. <laughs> um, and then, like, I, this was just on the weekend. I was like, you know, Emma has talked more about sex in the last, like, two days than I think, like, <laughs> the whole time I've known her. So, I'm like, I don't think it was an issue of, like, no, oh, wasn't. like, behind closed doors, whatever. I think it was, like, a no like let's not talk about that because this is not fun yeah. for me <laughs> I literally told Gabby today I was like I have a confession like this might be TMI sorry parents if you're listening mm-hmm. yeah. but I was like I don't think I've like like let a guy like finish during sex in like a year like yeah. I start to have sex and then I'm like I am very uncomfortable this with this situation good. yeah and then I literally look at them and I'm like okay I'm done Can now you go and I, like, home now yeah I'm like oh who would have who would have thought yeah me I should have thought <laughs> you should have thought uh yeah oh, okay. but then 
Okay, so I was still pretty, as like a closing note, I was still pretty confused. Like, not confused. Like, I was like 99% sure that Mm -hmm. I was just like a lesbian. But then, you know how sometimes you can like second guess yourself and you're like, oh, maybe I'm catfishing myself. Oh, of course. Maybe I'm lying. And I was literally talking to Gabby. I'm like, what if I like hang out with a girl and I'm like, I have no feelings right now. And then I realized that I'm just straight with a lot of issues. Mm. And that was like my biggest nightmare. Honestly, that was really holding me back for a long time from coming out. Because I was like, oh, what if? What if it's not What if I'm just really problematic and need like a lot more therapy than I thought? (laughs) Um, But as a bonus life update, guys, (laughs) I did go on my first date with a girl. If you're listening to this, I'm really sorry. You have to find out that you were my first girl date on the podcast. (laughs) I tried to play cool. (laughs) Yay! I'm sweating. Uh. Um, But what I can say is that I am definitely gay. (laughs) Oh, it was so cute. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God, no. Like, the... Okay, so the... As Emma said, she, like, kind of was like, okay, I'm bi. I'm interested in girls. And then, fast forward, like, a few days, or I don't know how long it was, but then you were like, no, okay, like, I've come to the conclusion. I'm gay. I'm coming out to you and my mom, and, like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And I was just like... Woo! Like this is so exciting because yeah. then I was like, oh my god! Like, because at that point I had time to like had I had thought about it for like a yeah. few days and I was like, okay, like this makes sense now. And then I was like, wait, I think that like, okay, yeah, you've had a lot of like shitty guys in your life, like yeah. extraordinary amount of shitty guys. Yeah. Um, like but then them. also I'm like, this just makes sense. Why like it, it's never enough? And I was like, yeah. Wait, I'm so excited for you. I don't think I've like ever actually been in love. I don't think I've actually ever been, like, excited yeah. to hook up with someone. It's shocking. I don't think I've ever had a crush on someone who was on the market. Like, I had yeah. lots of crushes on girls who were either straight or they had girlfriends. And I was just like, oh, my God, you have a girlfriend. That's so hot. Mm. But, like, it was never anyone, like, attainable, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually experiencing my first crush right now, guys. And oh, my God. It's so cute. I didn't know that this is how people feel all the time because this is very weird. I know. I'm like, I feel like you're... You're like, a, I'm like, I'm like a 13 year old boy. Kid. Yeah, I remember. So oh, I just, I had this man. flashback earlier today <laughs> and, uh, it was when I was dating my first boyfriend and I was like texting him or whatever. I think I, oh no, I remember it was on new year's. So it was with my family, but I sent him like a, a picture of my outfit. Like it was like a mirror selfie yeah. and he was like, Oh, like you're so cute, baby or whatever he yeah. said to me. And I was like standing with my family, like texting, but I was looking at my phone, obviously like looking like a dumbass like yeah, giggling like, or whatever <laughs> I'm like ah, I love him and uh I just remember my mom like teasing me she that his name was his name was Jake because it's <laughs> pertinent to the story it doesn't matter whatever she's like oh you're making the Jake face uh, <laughs> and I was like mm. <laughs> that's what Emma looks like I've right now all the time every time she more. looks at the phone she's like <laughs> shut the fuck up it's so cute oh my god it's really bad yeah it's really bad guys so, so I'm like, yes, even though love usually ends in heartbreak and pain, it's still the most fun thing to oh do. My God. So I'm so stressed. I'm like, yay, do it, do it. Um, but yeah, we've decided to come up with a code name for this girl. Mm-hmm. What have we decided again? Oh, my suggestion based off of the information you gave <laughs> me was card trick. Uh-huh. I think that Are that's Are you still on board with that? All right, so... 
Yeah, that's that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gay now. <laughs> yeah. Gabby, do you have any life <laughs> Yeah, my life weird update moving past is that. that today is my birthday. Not today, but the day that you're <gasps> oh listening God. to it. <laughs> my stomach just dropped. I was like, I'm such a bitch. No fucking way. Oh I've my just God. been like Sorry. doing my own shit yeah, all that day. That was an unfair statement. <laughs> But I just meant like not today. The day of the, the podcast. The day of the podcast. Dropping. So yeah. Um yeah. July eighth. <laughs> twenty-two, baby. Yeah, I turned twenty-two. And um yeah, I don't know. That's like it's kind of like a non age, you know? It's like yeah. who gives a shit about twenty two? Because you're not like twenty one was so big. Eighteen is big, twenty one yeah. is big, sixteen is big. You have so many big ones, and now you don't have another big one to like twenty five, I feel. Wait, that's exactly what my boyfriend said. Huh. He was like, yeah, screw all those birthdays. Like, when I turned 25, I was like, whoa. I'm a grown-up now. And then I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Now I'm afraid of 25. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. Emma was writing our show notes. (laughs) And her, like, intro life update says, I am gay now. And mine says, my BF is nice. And I am 22 now. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much (laughs) Yeah, I wrote Gabby's life updates for her. Yeah, but I guess that's true. Do you want to tell them really quickly about your... (laughs) That was so cute. Can you just please talk about it? I like how much Emma likes my boyfriend. I really like him. We have a lot in common. She kind of gushes about him all the time, and and it really makes me feel good about myself. (laughs) You know why? Because by the end of your relationship with your last boyfriend, like... It's not like we we were very neutral and cold, I would say. Yes, we had you a, guys did not have a great relationship. Because us as a duo, had a, like me and your ex had a lot of baggage. <laughs> yeah, you guys did. <laughs> we both were very like passionate people in yeah. very different ways. Yeah. And I think we we're just very similar, actually, in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, yes. But because of that, I was just so excited when you brought someone in that like I vibe with. I was like, Gabby, you need to bring someone. That, like, yeah. And like me and your new boyfriend have a couple things things in common that you mm-hmm. guys don't have in common which I think yeah. is key oh that is definitely we need key. stuff to talk about when you're in the shower yeah definitely yeah and I also like I would say that both of you are more extroverted people yeah I am definitely the introverted side of both of these dynamics so and I just like it's so funny watching the two of you <laughs> talk to each other it's just chaos it's just like yeah lots of words and I'm just like whoa it's, it's like watching so a ping pong nice. match I'm like whoo, whoo, whoo. <laughs> whenever like the couple times that I've gone on dates where um with like boys mm-hmm. where he's seen me post date like where I've come home mm-hmm. and you guys are hanging out yeah he is such a good hype man because <laughs> yeah, I'm always is. pissed like for context when I went on dates with boys like I don't know if I've ever come home and not been yeah you were always mad about sucked. something yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I would come home and I'd be pissed about one thing or another. Mm-hmm. And th- your boyfriend just fucking hyped me up so hard. He was like, mm-hmm. no, oh, shit. He was like going to the ground. He was like, oh. I know, like, it's, re- it's reactions are insane. It's so funny. good. Oh, my God. And honestly, it's what I need because uh, then I was getting hyped up. I was jumping around. Yeah. Running, like he and was I'm running. like, everyone's yelling right Gabby now. Yeah, he was scared. Me and Coco are in the corner like, ah. Yeah, so anyways, I like this guy. Yeah. And uh, what I like most about him is that not what I like most, but what I like a lot about him is that he did something very special for your birthday. Yeah. And um, without like shading too much, I just want to mention the fact that the other day I compared this year, 
versus last year your birthday yeah i'm pretty sure last year like your boyfriend was like too busy or got distracted or something or like oh that was the year before okay last year it was like you know okay so previous birthdays had been real dark yeah so there was a lot of uh negative emotions around negative connotations so yeah Last year, I think he did his best to rise to the occasion. Was that when he made toast or something? Don't. Or was that Valentine's <laughs> No, that was Valentine's Day, Day when okay. he made toast. Uh, yeah, no. Um, no, no, no. He, like, whatever. There was, like, a surprise situation. Remember we were, like, supposed oh, to record yeah, the podcast? yeah, yeah. We vlogged it. Yeah. Guys, if you want to yeah, go watch that. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Uh, maybe don't. But, okay. Anyways, that aside... No, my new current boyfriend did plan a very nice weekend for the two of us this past weekend. He like booked us a little staycation in the Mm -hmm. city. So that was nice because, you know, we haven't really been able to like do anything that fun together. Like a lot of our dates because of the pandemic have been like the park or um, at home. Yeah, it's like repetitive, right? So he was just like, I don't want it to be like just another day. Like, yeah, I could plan something special. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're still like in your apartment, which we're in your apartment all the time. So it was really fun. It It was was really nice. It was so thoughtful. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. And And I made them take pictures together and it's on her Instagram. So if you guys want to look at pictures of him, I literally, as she was going down to meet him at his car, Mm -hmm. I was like, and I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, no, Emma, don't come. But you totally <laughs> wanted me to come. It was so, you're like, no, don't. And then you held the door open for me. <laughs> I was like, I see I'm you. I'm like, I I'm so you. embarrassed. We both love a good pick. Yeah, but no, I was like, okay, you know, when you just like, there's something that you haven't done and you're like, there's no reason for this to be awkward, but it's just like breaking the seal, right? You're like, so oh long. my God, yeah. like this is like a thing now. Yeah. So yeah. That's why I just talk about things in the podcast and let people hear it. There. <laughs> I know. Well, that's usually my strategy. Hot card trick. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, so. That's been know. our lives lately. So I guess we've actually had a lot going on. It's just not seemed like it on social media because things have been popping off yeah that's true yeah okay well should we talk about what our episode is about <laughs> yeah, how long was that 20 minutes okay well it is what it is yeah yes today we are talking about something very near and dear to our hearts which is being the main character of your own life yeah and uh particularly during a global pandemic where you can't do a lot of main character things yeah that's very true yeah and um, also part of what inspired this is the fact that a lot of things are like in transit right now. It's like yeah. things have ended and things are beginning later on, but it's kind of like a gray area We're kind of in limbo where you're like, is it okay that I'm like not doing anything right now? I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm doing things, but nothing's really happening. Like it's like nothing worth mention at this time. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of felt like, I think for a while we weren't the main characters Yeah. and we were like, we need to fix this. And I think yeah. a lot of people, I mean, I know a lot of people have been feeling that way. I mean, everyone's stuck at home. But that's when, like, a TikTok trend started where it was, like, be the main character and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was all these audios that were, like, deep, like, classical music and you have people to saying, like... thinking of yourself as the main character. Yeah, literally, that's how it starts. Yeah. Um, it's like, you have to start romanticizing your life. Yeah. But as cheesy as that shit is, it's true. It's it is true. true. Yeah. 
And yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're excited to talk about it today. Yeah, yeah. So we have, instead of our very first segment being like, take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. It's kind of going to be a preface for, just to clarify what this means, it's kind of like a colloquial term, like main character. Yeah. So we're just going to clar- clarify that for you quickly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then we'll dive on in. That's the plan. Yeah. So you showed me this trend yeah. initially because you wanted to do a podcast episode. I hadn't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, I you wanted sent to do to one a while ago and yeah. then it never came into fruition. But yeah, yeah, I feel like I've um, been... What was I going to say? Okay, mm. so main character. Mm-hmm. I feel like the general concept is... I don't know if anyone's ever felt this way, but I wrote like that TikTok that trend kind of brought the concept to light or like put a name on it, like put a name to a feeling for me. But I think I've been like hyper aware of that since middle school, like feeling like, Oh, like I'm not the main character. I'm like the best friend. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like feeling like either your friend's a main character or maybe you just like, aren't being fully yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the trend. Okay. Another thing that I wrote is that for people who don't know what the main character vibe is, it's basically telling people to, like you said, romanticize the little things in their life. And what I wrote is that it kind of just feels like a rebrand of mindfulness practices for Gen Z. Oh, okay. Because it feels like in general, the concept is just taking your life into your own hands and like being like, this is about me. Not yeah. in like a douchey, like, yeah, I don't care no. about other people way, but in a like, yeah. I want to do things that make me happy. Yeah, I totally get that. And maybe a, a way to put this into perspective is when I searched, I Googled main character earlier yeah. just to like kind of see what kind of language people were putting around it. Yeah. Anyways, what came up initially was main character syndrome, yeah. which I guess is like a psychological... Why Why do I feel like that's not the right word? But it said it's like a specific brand of narcissism. Yeah. Which is like a syndrome. Yeah. And uh, where people just like view themselves. It, but they use it as a very negative way. Like, like, oh, a, you put yourself first all the time. Like everything's happening because of you yeah, or to like you. Yeah, like you are right? the center of the universe. Yeah. So um, that but good. Yeah, that but good. <laughs> you are the center of the universe of your universe but everyone else is a little universe but you're your own main character you're not other people exactly I don't want to have side characters in my life I want to have other main characters that I know yeah that's very true you're your own main character yes it's not like everyone is like your bitch you're supporting yeah supporting actors there's no supporting cast here yeah complex characters only baby (laughs) yeah all right so I think with that being said we can dive into take it back now y'all yeah one hop this time so okay take it back now y'all you kind of said before that you feel like this has been something that's been on your radar for a while yeah I like distinctly when I first heard the term on TikTok I was like whoa like this triggered some stuff in my deep Mm. parts of my brain where I was like in the eighth grade in the middle of the year I distinctly remember being like I am not the main character Mm. and since then I've always kind of had that feeling looming aside from a few brief moments where I felt like the main character like it's obviously not like I've always felt like that yeah but I think overall like when I started to like become friends with more popular girls and everything was kind of on their schedule Mm. and like they were the ones 
and um, they were the ones like dating. They were the ones doing X, Y, Z. And I was just kind of like there for the ride. Yeah. Um, And especially because I was into photography. I don't know if you can relate to that, but just being behind the camera always. It's true. Yeah. It just adds on to that feeling of like, I'm just assisting other people's narrative right now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that middle school is probably when I was like, oh, what about you? Well, okay. For me, I don't think this is something that ever really occurred to me until you kind of brought it up, Ah. but I did relate to it. Like Mm -hmm. once you kind of like put the language around that. Yeah. And what I kind of summarized for myself is I feel like I've gone through like lots of like peaks and valleys of this Mm -hmm. um at times where it's like been pretty extreme like in the good end and then in the like negative end as well yeah because when I was a kid I think I definitely had this like attitude of like I'm taking care of myself like I just didn't care about like what other people thought like not that it was like I think sometimes I paint myself as like a a kid that was just like a badass I was like screw it like whatever I'm just cool and I don't care like like very independent yeah it's not like I didn't care obviously like dealt with things that all kids and teenagers deal with yeah but I definitely never felt the need to like accommodate for others I was like oh I'm just gonna take care of myself because like that's what everyone should do is like make sure that they're happy and healthy yeah and I still think it's so interesting that like because I've honestly just like never met someone like you to this day I think which is Mm -hmm. so interesting to me but where it's like you I don't think it like comes naturally to you to be thinking about how other people are feeling and trying to react to that Mm -hmm. but if someone explicitly tells you how they're feeling you will like drop everything and accommodate them yeah it's not that you like don't care okay so I think like work in that way I think that this is like that's reflective of the way that my mind works because in my mind like if I need something or if I feel a certain way, I'm like, well, I will figure that out. Like I will vocalize that or I'll take actions to like do that uh, or I'll figure it out unless I really need help. Then I'll tell someone else about it. Yeah. But, and so I just kind of assume that like other people people are thinking that way too. So that unless they're explicitly saying that they need help, they don't need help. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, anyways, but not as a kid, I can see how, like, before anything in the world has affected your vision. Mm-hmm. Like, now I feel like you have to, like, actively learn to... Yeah. Learning these skills more. But as a kid, yeah, you're just like, oh, whatever. I'm doing me. Yeah, yeah. I'm the main character, bitch. Yeah. Um, and so then... Okay, I won't get into, like, recent times too much. But one other point about, like, how I've evolved since then mm-hmm. is that I just think that, like, being passive is like has been like bred into me as I've gotten older. And I, yeah. I would say that in like positive and negative ways, like mm-hmm. um, I guess I don't necessarily think of like being passive as a good thing, mm-hmm. it, like being empathetic and being thoughtful and like considering others. Those are all good things yeah. that like, you know, you don't want to be like a narcissistic person, but yeah. I feel like there's been times where I'm like, why is it be? why is it so hard for me to be assertive now? Like I used to be, so assertive and I would just like I would literally I remember one time like in grade seven uh I got put in a group like a group project that I hated the group (laughs) and I this used to always happen to me like I just got 
labeled as like the responsible kid. Yeah. So when teachers would assign groups, like I often got partnered with kids that were not responsible. like they couldn't, they wouldn't pay attention or they didn't want to carry their load of the work or yeah. whatever it was. And I was just like, why is this my responsibility to deal with? Because yeah. it had been a negative experience for me in the past. Yeah. So I literally remember getting assigned to this group. And I had already, like, had this issue earlier in the year. Talked to my teacher about it. She was, like, totally understand. Yeah, whatever. And then she did it again. Yeah, and then she did it again. And I literally sat down and wrote her an email and was, like, these are all the reasons why I think I shouldn't be in the group. Like, this is why. Like, yeah. I, like, debated her in an That's email. Crazy. And she was, like, those are valid points. Like, I'll give you a new group. That's crazy. And, like, what kind of, like, seventh grader does that? Yeah, and then grows up and suddenly you like are accommodating people yeah. to the extreme and you're like what what just happened here yeah like so I think it's like a combination of good and bad yeah but I uh, would agree with that yeah um yeah well one of the last notes I wrote about mm. like the high school middle school days mm-hmm. is that in hindsight a lot of it makes sense because I was definitely like, I was such an outgoing kid. Like, mm. like kind of like you. Like, I was just, like, very... Like, I would make friends with every kid. I was always putting myself out there. And then, like, when I hit, like, fifth, sixth grade, like, I just, like, shut into myself. And I was just, like... Mm. It took a lot... Like, I was very outgoing and crazy with, like, my close friends. And then I was, like, silent around, like, everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's because I was, like, a mentally ill gay girl lol is what I wrote (laughs) but I think it's just like you get to that age where baggage starts to happen yeah and things start to come into fruition that cause you to just yeah either I think either grow I feel like no one feels like a main character in middle school yeah except for like the mean girls yeah well I mean I would I think that okay maybe it's hard to kind of get completely clear on Mm -hmm. like what it means to be the main character and I feel like to me it's like in your everyday life like I don't know how are you like best serving yourself to like achieve what you want and get what you want and be excited about your own life you know because it's like um we're not over here trying to say like you have to be outgoing or you have to be whatever like you're obviously you're still gonna be you you should be you and true to yourself and that's exactly what sh- you should be doing. You should be yeah. being true to your own yeah. wants, needs, desires. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like maybe for my specific case, it was that I was an extroverted person mm-hmm. who felt like I had too many things that I just didn't want to process. Yeah. And so then I ended up being introverted. But yeah, you don't have to be introverted, guys. Mm. Um, or extroverted. Um, but then I also wrote that I feel like I also have used both of those things as an excuse to like put off being the main character oh really yeah like how I kind of said earlier I was like oh when I was like a kid I was like oh I think I'm gay oh you know what I'll put it off to another day you know like Mm. or being like oh like I have ADHD so whatever like I don't have to do that so like what are you putting off what like putting off doing like like taking things things in your life or like taking care of yourself or yeah I feel like um I don't know. I feel like hopefully people can relate to this and it's not just annoying. Mm. But I feel like my example is like, um, like when I had like mental health, like a lot of mental health problems back Mm -hmm. in like the start of university, I was definitely not the main character Mm -hmm. because I was just like 
not the main character of my life. I was like, just like passing by. I was just Mm. like trying to get through. And then it feels like, oh, to like take my life into my own hands and Mm -hmm. to like be the main character and be excited about the little things and to smell the roses and all that shit. Mm -hmm. You have to deal with this huge hurdle, which is mental health. Yeah. And so because of that, it's like, it's hard to put yourself into that position. And then I dealt with my mental health and then I was like, broke up with that boyfriend felt me you know and so then it just kind of cycles like um does that make sense almost like yeah a lot of the time you're not being the main character of your own life because you have something like big you have to do to get there and I think that's the story arc of so many main characters okay this is almost exactly like what I wrote like the same takeaway okay that I wrote but about like my previous relationship and okay like I just want to say I don't like in case anyone listening knows that the person. person that I used to date, mm-hmm. I don't want like it's obviously easier now to like talk about the negative things, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to make it seem like this was like a horrible, yeah. terrible, toxic relationship that I was in. It wasn't. You like, still like loved each other. Yeah, there was definitely parts of that relationship that were great, and like we both grew because of it. Yeah, but upon reflection, I've just noticed so many things that I'm like oh, like that's, this is how this affected me. And this is how it changed the path that I was on. And in the moment, I just didn't really think anything of it. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't want anyone to be like, oh, she just like shits on her ex. Like, no. Um, Anyways, so what I kind of realized, like as I was writing my show notes today, is that I think I spent a lot of my time in that relationship trying to convince him and teach him how to be the main character of his Mm -hmm. story because I don't know like it was a really interesting like that relationship was the kind where like it was hot and heavy immediately yeah like we met we were like immediately in love and it was like a full speed ahead together yeah we were literally like like, we're gonna get married a hundred percent like overnight we were like yeah we love each other we're living together we're like gonna get married it's amazing yeah and uh, a lot of time to think yeah so because I was like so dedicated from the beginning I felt like I was always invested in who he was gonna become because I was like oh well this is like my person so I need to like make sure that he's the best version of himself that he can be Mm -hmm. and so I spent a lot of time just like not putting myself first or sacrificing things that were important to me. Yeah. Um, and like my values or who I wanted to be and the ways yeah. that I wanted to grow. Making because a lot of like internal compromises that you didn't yeah. vocalize to people, but like were going on for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause I was like, well, I'm just like, I just want to help him. I just want him to yeah. be great too. Because in a way I was like, oh, I've, I'm like under control. Like I've got myself under control. So like yeah. I don't need to focus on myself. Yeah. When in reality, like I was just You're still always a putting myself second. Yeah. Yeah. You deserve to put yourself first no matter what. Yeah. So and like, you know, you deserve to be with someone where you're both doing that for each other. Yeah. You know, because it's not that you obviously you want to be in a supporting relationship. You should support your partner. Yeah. But that needs to go both ways, I think, is what was not like if, great about yeah, this. If your partner is going through a hard time, you help them, but then they help you in a hard time. And it, yeah. you definitely were just the strong one for a long time. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't really realize, like, in the moment, actually, I think I knew deep down, like you were saying, like that mm-hmm. there was something that was wrong. Yeah. But I didn't want to address it because I knew that I would have to 
overcome something that terrified me yeah. to get past it, which is yeah. exactly what you were saying. And AK, that would be like him and I would have to break up. I yeah. just knew like deep down it's like for a while, like this is not what I thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. And I'm not putting myself first and I'm not happy necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's easier to stay in limbo than to get through something. Hard, yeah. Though. Because like, at least when you're limbo, you're like, I know I'm in limbo. You're comfortable. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's so much harder to step into the unknown. Yeah. So I do agree that you have to like actively do things that are scary and painful and just know that you're going to come out on the other side yeah. to advance yourself as you a character. You can't just like avoid character development. Yeah, forever. exactly. I mean, you can and lots of people do, but yeah. you should not if you can't. <laughs> well, and I think what it is too is like part of I what I think is viewing yourself as a main character is viewing yourself as worthy of being the main character, right? Yeah. And I think that kind of like relates to both of those scenarios where it's like, you know, I didn't really know if I was worthy of being in a better relationship. I'm yeah. like, what if this is all like... What if this is like what love is like and I'm never going to feel it again? And, yeah. Like, yeah. that. oh, that's so selfish of me to think that I could go out and find something better. Yeah. And like, for you, it's like you're maybe... I don't want to put words into your mouth, but like, maybe you're like, am I worthy of like being like healthy or being like stable or being yeah. whatever? Yeah. And then you get, get used to... Like, it's easier to be like comfortable again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's so true. And I feel like that's definitely true in my dating life mm. because like I said, like I kind I knew on mm. and off my whole life. Like I've been very much aware that something was off. I yeah. was not feeling the same way that my friends were feeling. And I always chalked it up to being a very late bloomer. I'm like, oh, I'm in my twenties and I don't really love boys yet, but it'll happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kept thinking like, I don't hate them. I like boys as people. And so especially I think what was confusing was how hard I took breakups. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, obviously I love them if I took it that hard. And I think the truth is I was like, oh, no, it's because I found someone who was like, okay. Like I could Mm -hmm. settle down. They were nice. They loved me. They liked you. Yeah. And just having someone love you and be there is so important. Yeah. And yeah, especially my last breakup where it was like a healthy breakup and Mm -hmm. he was in love with me. And I remember, Mm -hmm. like you said, like, I don't think I, like, I wasn't in love with him, but I like, I loved him as a person. Yeah. And so I think what I was really mourning was just the realization that I had to do that again because I didn't want to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely, wow. I didn't think that would be our biggest takeaway, but I think that's going to be our biggest takeaway of today is that usually if you're not the main character, it's because you're avoiding something hard that will lead you to be it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Right. Mm -hmm. Like no one said that like being the main character was like the greatest thing or they're always the one that has to go through the most shit, but they also reap the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to trek through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just kind of thinking, like, something else that I feel like relates to why I've become more passive with age. And, well, okay, I think part of me becoming more passive is, like, I'm more flexible, too. Like, things don't trigger me as much as they might have used to. Like, you know, like I said, fine line between main character and just, like, being, like, conceited. Even when we first met, we were both very easily triggered. I think we were both a little bit annoying. (laughs) um but then I remember one day yeah you literally I think we've told this on the podcast Uh so I'll be brief but Uh you were talking to one of your friends 
and she was like talking about a huge fight she got into with her boyfriend yeah. and we were like yeah haha tell him like to fuck off yeah and she was like no I realized that wasn't healthy and that wasn't productive and you were like I was ashamed. like I am ashamed yeah. yeah and then you told that to me and I felt the exact same way I was like fuck I'm ashamed because I was hyping her up when you were telling yeah. me I was like yeah no I know so that was a definitely a big turning point in my life well yeah. all through living with you has been a big turning point because yeah. I went from like living with my family where obviously you're used to living with them yeah you're used to like having your ups and downs whatever but you still love them to yeah. like living alone and then living with a boyfriend yeah and when I lived with my boyfriend I was just like miserable all the time because I felt like I thought that I could control him like yeah I didn't know how to be accommodating to other people yet yeah and so and in a relationship where you have a sense of security you're like what are they gonna do break up with me like yeah, you know yeah. you um so yeah living with you really forced me to just be like okay like you can not everything has to like be your way all the time like and you can out like your ego yeah that's like what I've learned to take a breath and just step away because it's not that big of a deal I'm like if, yeah. I, if I don't think about it for five minutes I'll just forget about it or yeah, like because it doesn't actually you know matter. I'm like is Emma a bad person is she trying to do this to like make me mad no yeah relax walk away yeah. you know yeah. anyways I would agree with that. um oh but I think something that affected me a lot as I got older I think is that people always like tell me that I'm standoffish or like mm -hmm. uh they're like intimidated by me because of like I don't know I just walk around I don't know like with because this like aura you have of, the brand of shyness that appears as intimidating yeah shy. yeah and people assume that I'm just going to be a bitch basically yeah or and, just like I just thought you were cooler than me. And I think a lot of people yeah. feel that way though. And it's like kind of fun for a few minutes and then you're yeah. like, wait, no, I want you to be my friend. Like, yeah. So then I feel like I've had to kind of like backtrack and like convince people. I'm like, I'm not, I'm actually a nice person. I'm a regular human. Yeah. But then for sometimes I guess that comes out in a way that's like overcompensating for that. I'm yeah. like, I still, well, I don't want to be a doormat. I don't think I'll ever be a doormat because no. I like <laughs> feel too strongly, capacity. but like, yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm like, I see myself like going into like more doormat tendencies and then yeah. I'll be like on the phone with my mom. I'm like, but this is happening. And she's like, just take care of yourself. Like, just why are you even about prioritizing yeah. this other person or thing? Like, yeah, you know, especially when a lot of the time, like they didn't ask you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy to, yeah. Like you said, just kind of slip into that role that you're comfortable yeah, with. Yeah. Cause I'm like so afraid of people thinking that I'm a bitch and I'm like, I'm not a bitch. And you're like, I'm not. Let me accommodate mm. your every need. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Something else that I wrote, which I wonder if you'll relate to this, is I feel like for me, starting this podcast was a pivotal main character moment mm -hmm. for myself. Okay. I feel I can see how it would be that for you. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, maybe the podcast wasn't a pivotal main character mm -hmm. moment for me. But I think that the conversations we have every week have like led me to be a main character. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. I think for like, I think for me, it was at the start of the summer, right before we started the podcast, mm -hmm. where like I had broken up with my boyfriend. I decided to be an influencer for the summer. I was like mm. doing all this stuff, like, and I just stopped caring about what other people think. And I think that was the first time I had really felt like my life was about me. Yeah. And then I think that the podcast was kind of an extension of that, 
Whereas I remember you saying like you were like shy to like post a story on Instagram before you were yeah. like, oh, like I don't want to be annoying. Yeah, literally. And it was really hard for you at first. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what are people going to think when I post this? And now or you don't whatever, give a fuck. You like yeah. talk about your avocado toast for two hours if you want. And I love it. <laughs> I know. And people reply and they're like, that looks I'm sick. Like, I'm going to go live while I make this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, it's like really... Um, it was a big thing for me to, I guess, take something that was really who I was and put it out there for people just to consume. Like, I don't think I it's had... it's, like, the exact opposite yeah. of how you had been seen for so long. Yeah. Even if that's not how you want to be seen. Yeah. So, and, okay, like, even though I said when I was younger I was very, like, um, assertive, I guess, mm-hmm. I think that maybe wore off, like late high school like early university yeah because of I don't know just like kind of the circumstances that I was in like relationship wise and like how I was or wasn't prioritizing myself yeah um and a lot of it like you know specifically in the area of creativity I like didn't know who I was yet Mm -hmm. like I remember always um wanting to like have a brand yeah, you know, like you like, want your personal brand, your yeah. Instagram aesthetic. Yeah, that was one of our first conversations. I remember vividly yeah. sitting in that class where we learned about Lightroom. Yeah, and like looking at our Instagrams, being like, "How do you make all the pictures look like they match?" Yeah, no, it's so true. Yeah. I like didn't understand the concept of an aesthetic. Well, I understood the concept, but like, I was it like, was "How daunting. do I get it was that?" Unachievable. Like, yeah, I wanted. I really, really wanted something that was mine. Yeah. And I just, like, had no idea how to get there. I was like, you know, when you look at, like, you know, okay, this is when Petra Collins was really big. Oh, my God. I was was like, you know, like, when you see a Petra Collins photo, like, everyone knows it's Petra Collins. Like, how do you get there? Like, how do you get that? Every art student ever. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, Literally. we're, like, first-year babies. We're, like, taking pictures of cereal. (laughs) We're, like, art. I know. And, And, uh, pictures of each other in the park. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We should post our first-year portfolios. Oh, my God. Uh, All of them were together. We did our first studio shoot together, and we wore nude bodysuits and a lot of gloss, and we, like, did artsy Oh my God. We're like highlight. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyways, so I just was always searching for that and I didn't know how to find it because I think the truth was like, I didn't know how to put myself out there. Like I was always trying to mimic what other people were doing and I didn't know how to just do something for myself. Yeah. And this is the first thing that like pushed you out. Yeah. Made you do it. Just like go out there and like put stuff out there and see what happens. And you know, the response has been overwhelmingly positive, which is why we still do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like two years later. Yeah. And, you know, it's also caused me to like talk about things and think about things that I might have ignored otherwise. Yeah. You know, it's so true. And I feel like even, especially our first like year, Mm -hmm. we had a lot of guests on the show. Yeah. And just like talking to all these different people and like hearing their experiences and not having to like expose yourself yet, but like hearing about yourself through someone else's stories and being like, Oh, that's, that's me. (laughs) That is me. (laughs) Maybe I'll work on it. Yeah. And yeah, I think overall, wow, we're just, this is a classic story of you're great. No, you're great. We have a lot of conversations like that. It's really bad. Hype each other up, but (laughs) for better or for worse. Yeah. Marriage. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, I feel like overall our friendship's a good dynamic because we come from such opposite ends of the spectrum in so many different ways, but like makes sense in a lot of ways. And I feel like I've had to grow a lot as a person Mm -hmm. with you. And I feel like you've had to grow a lot of a person 
as a person with me. Yeah. Um, this gave us some main character points. Speaking yeah. of which, that's what oh, our yeah. last segment is called. What can you do to boost your main character points? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. You're at three points right now. You want to get to seven? Level up. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, okay. So we looked at a, like two articles and then <laughs> just kind of freestyled it from there. But Yeah. We got some inspiration from other places, but we kind of just made this up. Like, it's yeah. not a checklist. It's you just know, some inspiration. You know, we, you know how we do. <laughs> <laughs> not sourced. <laughs> but uh, the first one is take control of your narrative. Mm-hmm. And... And what? I don't know. I lost myself there. Can you just take over for a minute? Yeah. Okay. So I'll take control of this narrative. (laughs) Um, Anyways, what what we mean by this is just kind of not viewing the world as like outside of your control. Like you have control over what you're doing, right? And like what is like obviously things are going to happen around you and you can't control the whole world but like the steps that you take are all in your hands and like I kind of wrote a point below that I think relates to this which has become one of my like shticks over the last like couple of years is that time is going to pass anyway Mm -hmm. so what are you going to do with that time like and it's fine you know okay something that we haven't really talked about that much but what's kind of in the theme of this episode is what about in this period where time feels like it's standing still? Right. And it's like, okay, obviously be gentle with yourself. Like yeah. you don't need to like feel that you're constantly being incompetent or like not yeah. achieving something. Yeah. But also, you know, you have to be okay with the fact that like. This is your time. So yeah. what are you going to do with it? Yeah. So if you want to let it pass and like not do anything, that's okay. Take a break. But like. That's something I really struggled with yeah. for a while. Um not to cut you off. No, it's okay. But there was like a couple weeks when we first got back from when we were visiting home, especially there was like mm-hmm. two weeks where I did nothing. I did yeah. no work. I did nothing substantial. I did nothing creative. And then I had my like biweekly Zoom therapy session. And I was like telling my therapist, I was like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. I just have been chilling. I haven't been doing anything. She's like, you've done nothing. I was like, no. She was like, you can't do nothing. No. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> really? She was like, this is like the next year of your life, bitch. Like, you got to do something. I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Like, just starting... And I think something she told me that was helpful that I think could apply to this main character energy is mm-hmm. like, when you want to run a marathon, you don't just start running marathons. Or when you want to go on a diet, you don't just cut everything out. Like, mm-hmm. you have to start slow. And it's the same thing with this, even though it feels redundant. Like, yeah start by like scheduling one thing in every day that's like half an hour and once Mm -hmm. you've like mastered that shit and do it in your sleep then you can add another thing and Mm -hmm. like just be like you said be easy on yourself yeah yeah you have a lot of time right now that you're never gonna have this much free time again in your life probably yeah it's true but honestly I feel like it's way harder to get things done when you have so much time yeah yeah it's true but it's like flip it flip the narrative say (laughs) not fuck this is happening to me say Mm -hmm. like oh what am I gonna do like this is the one time in my life where I can do something completely out of the box cool have fun get excited (laughs) take control baby (laughs) okay the next point that you have is fake it till you make it yeah I chose to add this point in I Mm -hmm. kind of I think I based it off of one of the ones we Mm -hmm. read but 
I think one of the biggest things you can do and that I've learned is just to like act like you know what you're doing act yeah. like you're the main character like when people say like smile until you're not miserable anymore like <laughs> it's so true though yeah like, when you want to be the main character just start waking up and being like all right what's my soundtrack today let's get it like <laughs> what am I doing like and just take things into your own hands and even if you feels like imposter syndrome and you're like this is dumb like this is embarrassing what am I doing like yeah fuck it just keep doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I like want to say about fake it till you make it mm-hmm. is that I think that this is a saying made up by adults to make each other feel better. <laughs> yeah. Because listen to me, you're never going to make listening. it. No, you're never. There's gonna never, make g- it. there, there's no end to fake it till you make it. Fake it, it till you fake it. Yeah. Like even if you make it in one category, like, okay, fake it till you make it, you know how in to cook. Your- yeah someday you you'll you will know how to cook but you're gonna be failing at something else okay so like you just have to be comfortable with not knowing what's going on I think is like that's what you have to realize and true um that like you're not the only one that feels that way and so uh okay this kind of you know a good tip for faking it till you maybe make it is um (laughs) my mom shared this advice with me but it was originally given to her by my grandpa Ooh. hey grandpa if you're listening <laughs> why are you generation listening? <laughs> advice that generational information <laughs> yeah Let's and go. uh I really like this advice so um it was replaying for me also when I first got back mm-hmm. to the city because this is when I was like okay girl time to start your business like yeah, getting your shit why together. aren't you Let's making see. money yet like yeah. you need to get your life together yeah but I was like the first day it was like the very first day that we were back I was like crippled I was like I can't do anything like I don't I don't even know where to start like I know what the end goal is but like I don't I don't even know how to get there yeah and uh so then this advice helped me get through there and it is simply to do the next thing that makes sense yeah so what I like about this advice is that um, because, okay, let me contextualize this a little more. I was like venting to my mom about this. I'm like, okay, I know that I need to build a website. I know that I need to like put my portfolio together. I know that I need to like reach out to people. Um, and I'm like, I know I can do all those individual things, but like, I just don't know like what steps to do them in or whatever. And mm-hmm. she was just like, okay, well how the advice actually goes is like, cause I was like, oh, just keep doing the next thing. Just keep do one thing at a time. Yeah. And she was like, just do the next thing that makes sense and like the reason that I like that is because it's objective to you yeah so you're like if the next thing that makes sense for me is to do my laundry because doing my laundry is going to make me feel better and not as stressed out about my day-to-day life then that is like valid and that is okay the next thing that makes sense doesn't have to be like I'm signing up for a CIBC business banking account like doing something that feels more official like yeah just doing what makes sense for you yeah in that moment so I don't know that's true I like that and that can be comforting when you feel like you don't know what's going on because chances are you know how to do one thing that's so true yeah Yeah, often like decision is it called like decision paralysis or like decision fatigue decision fatigue Ooh, I really struggle with decision fatigue especially when it's between two good things I'm like nope yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that is a good way to go about it yeah it's true you always know what to do yeah just like get too worked up yeah so you're like erase all the other things that you're thinking about just Mm -hmm. pick one thing yeah yeah um one that you wrote that I really liked was 
talking about how you control your reactions to things. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to touch on that more? Yeah, I can touch on that. So I saw this in an article and then it also um, was something that my mom said to me one time too when I was like a teenager. And I honestly, I'll be fully honest that I didn't get it when she first told me. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's bullshit. And, but it has, it's another thing that has like stuck with me over the years and I kind of revisit it and I'm like, okay, I understand this now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I was venting about something, like I was upset and she was like, no one, stop saying that like they made you sad. Like they made you upset because like no one can make you feel anything. Like your reaction to that might be to feel sad, but you can also choose to react differently. And like, I guess the reason why I disagreed at the moment is because I was like, but what they did was mean, like they were mean. So yeah. obviously I'm going to feel sad. Like, why would like, I choose to not be sad? You can't make um, them not be mean. Yeah. All you can do is yeah. just try to be less sad about it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's kind of relates to like, you're taking back the power over your own emotions. Yeah. Like don't let other people like controlling your own narrative. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, you know, you can, obviously feel what you want to feel and need to feel like that is important to validate your emotions and think about why you're feeling that way yeah but then it's like okay that's step one what's step two three four five six seven eight are they all going to be i'm sad yeah or is it going to be like moving on yeah and whatnot that's so true that's something i really struggle with to this day Mm -hmm. but my therapist danuta shout out um (laughs) has been really helping me out with that um yeah yeah. Interesting enough, quick digression, mm-hmm. ADHD man, because I think I've talked about this before, but basically yeah. what I've learned is that a big trait of ADHD is not really having a filter between how you feel and how you express it. Like mm-hmm. there's just less time to be like, okay, wait, like I'm ragingly angry for these two seconds, but I don't want to have to apologize two seconds later, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that advice is like, especially hits home for me mm. of like, realizing that yeah like because I feel like I'm on the farthest end of feeling like I do not control my reaction to things yeah and so if I can try to figure it out y'all can too because I feel like I'm getting all right at it yeah I mean it's hard but it's fine yeah it takes a lot of practice (laughs) it is honestly like that's the hard you have to practice when you want to the least and that's the only time you can get the practice it's so true it's so true yeah I remember like um (laughs) previously I have had like anger issues not with like my friends but mostly in relationships and this is where I say I've grown leaps and bounds over the last few years this shit is crazy yeah but like you actually have yeah I really have yeah like you're like fucking Yoda I'm like I'm amazing (laughs) you're like meditating on the top of what I did (laughs) um but anyways I remember like telling my mom one time and I was like blaming it on my birth control I was like blaming it on everything yeah I called it the rage (laughs) the rage is so real I think I just felt the rage because I hate men but (laughs) probably yeah and uh I just remember my mom being like okay like you're you're having a temper tantrum and you need do you know like what it feels like? I was like, yes, it's such a specific feeling. So she's like, so next time, instead of letting it get to the stage where it's out of control, identify those feelings in the beginning, what's triggering you and how are you going to change the outcome? And I was like, what? Word for word. (laughs) 
That is what my therapist tells me every oh, second twist. when I meet. My mom is my therapist. Literally, word for word, she like made me sit down and mm-hmm. she got me all riled up. She just talked about something. I was like, fuck. I was like, no, not this today. Not this today, Danuta. <laughs> Ooh, homie. Uh. Um, and then she was like, okay, like, what are you physically feeling? Like, mm. what are your physical reactions to like anger or like yeah annoyance and stuff and so i was like okay like the back of my throat is tight my mm-hmm. hands are warm like whatever else yeah and then because like recognizing physical parts yeah. is another element of that but yeah then being like okay now let's learn ways to like talk yourself off the ledge because this is not purposeful yeah and just yeah. feeling like having an emotional reaction to something but that's not really about that it's about something else yeah yeah no it's so okay yeah really insane they're really helping us glow yeah but it's (laughs) okay i know we're kind of digressing on this but i just think it's really interesting too because um similarly to like what you're saying like physical things like what is your emotional reaction that's about something else yeah and a lot of it is like what my mom always says about toddlers like having temper tantrums like Mm -hmm. like yeah I have grown-up temper tantrums but like the child temper tantrum because literally when you're dating though you revert back yeah I'm like I am a baby (laughs) um and so she has always said I don't know why this is always like a topic of conversation I think because it really triggers her when you're in public and you see children's having uh like a temper tantrum and their parent is just like not whatever they're doing it's like not appropriate yeah you know and my mom's motto, I'm going to say this, her life motto is that a, a child having a temper tantrum is a child in crisis. And what you should do is hug them. Like just yeah. take them to a place like free of like uh, any like stimulation, like whatever. Yeah. And just like make them feel secure. Like something about them, their needs are not being met. And like, yeah. okay, obviously temper tantrums grow into other things. Like it's a learned behavior, whatever. Like they to don't get have what the ability want. to process their emotions yeah. properly though. Yeah, but that thought of like, you know, take yourself to a quiet yeah. place and soothe yourself. Yeah. Like what are your needs that are not being met? And yeah. like, why is that resulting in this reaction? Yeah, that's so true. You know, because little things like someone being late for something, mm-hmm. you're not mad that they're late. It's like a need that's not being yeah, met. Because it's you like, feel insecure. You you're feel like at risk or something. You feel yeah. Like you have something better to do like X, Y, Z. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. So, so basically being know. the main character <laughs> is going to therapy and <laughs> learning and about yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's true though. I think being the main character really like above all this stuff, it's just so annoying, but it's true. Like being yourself, but like figuring out what that means for you. Yeah. Because I think that for so long I thought I was being myself. And then with every new thing, like when I got diagnosed with different stuff, I was like, Oh, like now I'm way more myself. Mm. but things were still like foggy and I didn't even realize it. Like yeah. I got a glasses prescription, but it wasn't perfect. And then it's yeah. like, now with this next thing, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like yeah. I'm gay. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like I can be more me now. Yeah. Um, but I think there's probably a lot of people where there's so many things like, and I'm sure we both still have things like that too, where it's like, there's stuff that would make us more ourselves. That yeah. We're not ready to do. Yeah. We don't even know about. No, it's totally true. Well, I feel like for me, it's something I haven't really talked about, but it's definitely kind of a factor of like, I don't want to deal with that is like starting my, deciding that I'm going to start my own business and work yeah. for myself because. That was scary. Yeah. And I'm still scary. <laughs> um, yeah. It's presently scary. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it took me a really long time to come around to the idea that that's actually what I wanted and yeah. to, to trust myself that I could 
do it. Yeah. Because there's just always some reason that I was like, nope, like. Mm, I can't do that. Yeah, I that's can't hard. do that. That's a lot. Yeah, but it's like everything is hard. Yeah. So are you going to do the hard thing that's what you want? Or are you going to do the hard thing that seems easier, but then in the long run you're like, shit, why yeah. did I do that? Like when people take like baking class in high school because they're like, oh, that's easy. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> baking class <laughs> like wood shop I did wood shop because I thought it would be easy and it was hard I did really bad but I made some cool stuff well yeah you learned I something I made a frame <laughs> it broke <laughs> I made it with oh wood glue God. instead of nails that was my fatal flaw ah uh, yes <laughs> that's classic duct tape fix yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh that that's another it. piece of Terry wisdom <laughs> the duct the duct tape fix <laughs> Oh my God. That's uh, one other thing that your mom and my, then me have a lot in common. Mm. What? Don't tape it together and you're good. To no, go. my mom's anti oh, duct tape. Oh, she's anti duct tape. I'm pro duct tape fix. I'm uh, getting better though. Yeah. I think I grew up in a duct tape fix environment. Mm-hmm. No hate. Mm-hmm. I still think there are times where duct tape fixes make sense. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just as a, very quick, I promise this is going to be under two minutes anecdote okay. about what the duct tape fix is, because okay. I don't think that any everyone would know what that means. Okay, and then I have a follow-up anecdote. Okay, so one time my mom was on the phone with her good friend, and she was talking about how her daughter had like put a hole in their bumper or something like that, mm-hmm. and they have a silver car. So she was like, "Mm, it's not, nothing's actually damaged. It's just like visual. There's like a little hole. So, uh, I just, I'm going to put duct tape over it. Yeah. And my mom was like, no, do not put duct tape on that car. And she was like, this is like her best friend too. Like they've known each other for a long time. And she's like, why not? Like that, that's totally like a good, like temporary fix. Like until we get it to the shop. And she was like, if you put duct tape on that car, yeah. it's going to leave your mind and you're going to think like it's done, like it's fixed, right? Yeah. Like now all of a sudden that's like, oh, it's good enough, right? Yeah. And she's like, okay, like obviously some things it's good good enough is good enough. Yeah. But sometimes you should avoid fixing something altogether unless you're prepared to fix it fully. Yeah. Because at least if you leave it out in the open, broken and shattered, you you're like, okay, it. I have to deal with this. But yeah. if you temporarily fix it, then it's probably just going to get worse. It's true. Yeah. I think um, I think this is a good moment for a privilege check, not to add <laughs> you or us. Yeah. But I think kind of something, like I joked, I joke around about this a lot, like yeah. to my mom, I'm like, oh my God, like I do like so much less duct tape fixes now. Mm. And a lot of it is just like the privilege of being, because even if let's say like you break your phone, it's probably better to get a new phone than to like fix the screen, even though something's broken on the yeah. inside. Um, and it'll save you money in the long run. People can't afford the thing in the moment. Oh yeah. And so I think that that's like a big factor. And so, um, I don't want to make anyone feel bad, (laughs) but for duct tape fixing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because a lot of the time it is, um, it's like a really big privilege to be able to fix things for real. And there's definitely been times in my life where we haven't had the capacity to do things for no reason, you yeah. know, or just to fix it because like there's a hole and it doesn't look nice, you know, like, yeah. And so I think in your mom's friend's case, she could have fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <in> your mom's <laughs> friends <laughs> fix the fucking hole. But I know in a lot of cases people can't. So I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to hype up the duct tape fix hate too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what's our time at today also? Mm, it's been an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to say one more thing that I wrote down about okay. how to mo- boost your main character points. So my final note is that I feel like I get very comfy in routine. And beyond that, I slip into other people's routines very easily. And mm. I think it kind of goes back to what we were saying before. Like, it's easier just to avoid the big things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I would say, like, the best thing you can do is just, like, check in with yourself consciously and reevaluate every few months. Because mm-hmm. it's easy to, like, just be living your life and passing by. And, like, even, let's say, like, you're going to work every day. Like, you're doing things. Like, mm-hmm. you're being productive. But things have just slowly merged off of your path. And I think that happens to everyone. Yeah, I think exactly. that happens to us. Yeah. Even with the podcast, when we were doing stuff this whole year, we were working yeah. so hard. But like slowly things just veer off. Yeah. And so it's good to just do those little check-ins. Yeah. Um, and I think it applies to your like personal life and all parts of your life too. Yeah. You know what? Um, a good like, or this just occurred to me and like, it's a whole concept of like calibration, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, for us, we have to calibrate computer screens for color yeah. correctness. Like every, you calibrate whatever. I, my a first thought is things. smart boards when that was a thing. And you have to like touch all the four corners oh, yeah. and stuff. And yeah. the teacher's like, who wants to calibrate it today? And That's you're like, so true. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, you, it starts off and it's perfect. But a few months down the road, you still have to go back and check it because slowly yeah. things and you don't know get a little it's bit off. Like happening. Yeah. Cause as you see it every day, it just seems normal. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Calibrate yourself. Recalibrate. <laughs> recalibrate. Go to therapy if you can find mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in general, just try to be nice to yourself. Enjoy mm-hmm. the little things. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, what, I have one last thing to say. Okay. Another thing that I think is great for I like everyday main Practice. character business yeah. is uh, that show we've been watching called Modern Love. That's a good one. Yeah, because Modern Love is a show that's based off of short stories that are submitted to the New York Times oh Modern Love column. Ooh. And... They're, I mean, they're short stories, but they're written by people about themselves. Mm-hmm. They're like, this I'm is my love story. Because I had a very strong emotional, physical reaction to, <laughs> I've cried during three of the episodes yeah. and I've hated all the others. So yeah. She has a lot of I have strong very feelings. strong emotional opinions yeah. in general, but yeah, I like sobbed during three. Yeah. I was pissed No, three. but they're really good. I really enjoy them all. Oh my, the fact that they're true stories though. That shit hits home. Yeah, that's like, what's those wild. Those people are fucking main characters today. Right? Like, but it's like, you, if you were watching a story of your life at some point, you would, would you would be like, oh, character. like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like maybe they're not all crazy stories, yeah. but like everyone has the capacity to meet, capacity to yeah. be a main character. Right now, everyone listening to this, get up, go for a walk, and listen to like some like a main character playlist on Spotify and just be like, you know, those scenes where you like pretend that someone's like filming you or like yeah. looking out the window of the car and stuff. Yeah. Just get one of those. Get, get your endorphins up. Yeah. Get your main character endorphins up. Yeah. Your mindorphins. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm really spiraling. Oh, okay. Well, it's been too long because we can't form coherent sentences anymore. That's true. It's probably a good time to sign off, sign off. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't out me to my grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> good night. <laughs>
Thank you and good night. Okay. <laughs> Tune in next week for another episode of the Hakuku Podcast. <laughs>